Welcome to CII Radio. In this episode, we are talking to Keith Richards. In this episode of the podcast, we're joined by Keith Richards, Director of Engagement of the Chartered Insurance Institute and CEO of the Personal Finance Society. Here we are discussing the operations of the CII internationally and the opportunities for the PFS overseas. To find out more about this podcast and for useful links, visit thejournal.cii.co.uk forward slash podcasts. Here's our conversation with Keith. Hello, Keith, and welcome to CII Radio. Hello, Luke. Uh, thank you for inviting me. No, you're very, very welcome. Thank you for, for joining us again. So, Keith, um, beginning quite broadly, um, why is insurance and financial planning so important from an international perspective? Well, quite simply, Luke, both insurance and financial planning have the power to change people's lives for the good. We want to play an increasing role, not just in the UK market, but in a broadening and increasing international scene. Of course, we've got to remember that insurance was one of the first professional disciplines to operate across national borders, driven by growth in international trade in the 17th century. As entrepreneurs explored new markets, transporting highly valued cargo on ocean-going vessels, they faced multiple risks. Of course, Edward Lloyd's famous coffee house became an indispensable meeting place for traders to connect with those who had the means and the will to underwrite their adventures. Today, insurance and financial planning is firmly established as an essential sector within the global economy, employing millions of people worldwide. So we want to make sure as an institute with over 100 years of history, a royal charter and Her Majesty the Queen as our patron, that we feel that we have an obligation and a duty to step further into the international scene. Absolutely. So international operations are becoming um, increasingly significant to the CII and indeed the PFS as well. Um, what is the, the plan in terms of international strategy for 2020 and, and even looking beyond that? Simply growth, growth and more growth. With more than 12,000 members of the Chartered Insurance Institute and Personal Finance Society already operating around the world, coupled of course with some long-standing and newly developed professional partner collaborations, we're committed to enhancing our support and broader engagement in key regions. Uh, The drive to raise professional standards and improve consumer trust in financial services more widely across the world represents a significant business opportunity for a united profession to make a real difference to people's lives. We've identified a number of regions where we believe that we can make a big difference. Uh, and that's exactly where we're focused. Absolutely. Um, how, do, how do we see the, the need and demand for qualifications from the CII um, and, and the PFS indeed internationally? Is that, is that something that's now um, increasing? Yeah, absolutely. And it's, um, what is really fascinating is that people are seeing qualifications as a means to improve their technical competence, which actually improves their performance in the jobs that they do. No longer is qualifications being seen as a bit of a burden or, or, a, uh, or just for the elite few who want to progress their career. It's actually increasingly being seen by many as the right way of improving what they do. So moving on to the Personal Finance Society, um, that is now the largest professional body for financial advisors in the UK. Is there now an opportunity outside of the UK and moving overseas? Uh, There is, Luca. I mean, there's opportunity for the Chartered Insurance Institute in insurance and always has been because insurance is is quite generic in in many respects. But increasingly, financial planning has become a key component of many other economies. So as we've seen 
growth even in places like China, there is rapid growth towards financial well-being. Uh, we're seeing the same in other parts of Asia, which is why we've started the CII Hong Kong, which is part of our Asia Pacific operation, and is the only institute that the CII has outside of the UK. So it's quite a unique position. But the importance of that is that there is huge growth potential in financial planning in various parts of Asia Pacific, indeed, in many parts of the world. So where the UK is quite a mature market, other sectors are seeing some pretty rapid growth and therefore demand for professional qualifications to improve technical competence importantly to an international standard, is attracting more and more countries to connect with the Personal Finance Society. So we're already in the process of uh, affecting the Personal Finance Society Asia because of the reasons that I've already stated, uh, and they will be more focused around domestic market needs to an international standards rather than UK-centric qualification standards. So there, there seems to be um, a different approach to the Asia-Pacific market as to the rest of the world. What, why is that? Why is that treated slightly differently, do you feel? Uh, well, of course, in, in certain parts of the world, uh, English is is commonly spoken. People want to learn qualifications in English. So it's natural that those operations should, should be centred from the UK through our regional offices in both Dubai, serving the Middle East, and India, serving uh, most parts of Southern Asia. The fundamental difference for us with Asia Pacific is that markets, uh, English isn't a, a, a well spoken, and therefore we need to adapt to create qualifications, not only in, in the native language to help with the learning experience, but where we're seeing rapid growth across the whole market, rather than for a select few people, is really important. So in, in Asia, for example, we're already converting a number of our qualifications into both simplified Chinese and Cantonese. Uh, we're increasing the number of units that are available, both for insurance and financial planning. We're actively engaged with regulators and governments in those regions, as well as most of the big corporate insurance companies. And the fascinating thing, as we're starting to learn, is that in many parts of the world, although financial planning is still a fundamental part of insurance, that isn't the way that markets are seeing it. So we're seeing a, a, a separation of what people consider insurance as commercial and personal lines, general insurance, versus financial planning, even though they might utilise uh, insurance-based savings and investment products, is very much seen as, as moving away from that traditional insurance model. Excellent. So there, there's certainly significant opportunity for, for growth. Yeah, absolutely. And, and although it would be wrong to say that any country is following another, it's, it's when you get natural development, there are similarities that, that can be leveraged. And clearly, we have quite a significant experience in being in highly regulated markets, in evolving our financial planning uh, methodologies and ethos. And a lot of that can help other markets who are now discovering the need and demand for greater levels of financial planning for people across the world. So even hardworking people who want to do the right thing need good financial planning. So financial planning itself is, is not solely for the wealthy. It's actually for, for hardworking people who really do need some help on planning their future. 
Indeed. So um, the CRI actually has a relationship with um, several affiliate institutes, um, those being Ireland, Ghana and Singapore. Can you tell us a little bit about those, those relationships and what that means for the, for the institute? Yeah, well, our, our affiliates were set up many years ago and, and are part of our bylaws. Uh, and it's quite natural where the CII because insurance in the UK is, is over 300 uh, years old. Often, um, because of the previous Commonwealth, uh, it was quite logical that, that we created relationships in, other, in those parts of the world where institutes struck up, but they wanted to leverage either the brand or the experience of the Chartered Insurance Institute. So it's not that necessarily all of our affiliates would adopt the CII qualifications framework. They may have their own but we're like-minded institutes that share a common vision and therefore we've connected around the world to have these affiliates where we work constructively together to raise public confidence and trust and support the market to, to grow in professionalism and better serve the needs of the public. So staying on that subject of like-minded institutes, um, the CII has um, signed several memorandums of understanding agreements kind of in the last past year. What do these mean for the CII and why are they so important? Uh, well, they're very significant. We signed, uh, we've got arrangements in place with the regulatory authorities in United Arab Emirates. Uh, we've signed a new MOU last year with the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia in particular the regulatory body there who again want to adopt the CII's qualification framework to upskill their market as they see potential for quite significant future growth in the way that both their economy and cultural changes are occurring. We've signed uh, MOUs in China and Hong Kong as well as working with the World Bank through an MOU with the government of Bangladesh uh, and in particular the, the regulator in Bangladesh, who are one of the fastest growing economies, but because they're a developing world, what they recognise is they've got some massive skill gaps. So where the CII can help and why these are significant for the CII is the potential of volume of people who could become future members or qualified members of the CII is significant. And just to put that into context, if I give you an example, in the United Kingdom, there are now 27,000 financial advisors, regulated financial advisors. Right, yeah. In China, there is 8.5 million financial advisors. Wow. Hong Kong, there's 120,000. So just to put it into context, the need and demand for technical competence in both areas of financial planning and insurance is growing rapidly and we can play a really key part in not just supporting the, the members we already have in these parts of the world, but also future generations of new members. So um, it sounds like some, some fantastic developments have been made recently in terms of uh, international strategy. Have, uh, have you been happy with um, the progress that's been made and are you feeling positive about the, the future? Uh, absolutely. The, uh, the CII has always been slightly challenged with should it invest more in, in developing in its international markets rather than operating through its, its partners. What we've realised is that there are two approaches to this. So Asia Pacific is our own institute. We are engaging directly with domestic markets, the government regulators, policymakers, and the market more broadly. In other parts of the world, we operate through our partners. I would call them our partners in professionalism. They're distinctly different models. 
And the one certainly that we're developing in the Far East uh, would potentially be the biggest volume player in no different than where we sit as the the main supplier of qualifications for both insurance and financial planning in the UK. So I think we've now got to a stage where we now fully understand what's happening in different parts of the international scene. We recognise that we can't be everywhere. And what that's enabled us to do is start to streamline our thinking into areas that we could have the biggest impact uh, in supporting those markets. And and that's exactly where we we now are. So I think that the progress for us is very positive, but we shouldn't underestimate that, you know, there's often still a lot of investment you have to make to realise the potential uh, that sits outside of, of the UK. Well, um, Keith, thank you so much for coming in and joining us today on CII Radio. Um, it's been great to get an overview um, of the international work the CII and the PFS are doing, and um, we're very pleased to have you with us. So thanks for, thanks for coming in. Thank you. You're very welcome. Excellent. And thank you for listening. Um, if you'd like to find out more, you can visit our websites, cii.co.uk or thepfs.org, or you can also follow us on Twitter at CII Group or PFS Conf. So until next time, thank you again for joining us and goodbye. Goodbye.